the people of sake actually brought me into sake. Back in 1988, this place was actually in Ginza on the main drag. At first it was kind of soy sauce, it was miso. To the point where it actually changed my life. New Year's Day 1989. Uh, not just sake as a beverage, but all the culture and history. Of Welcome, and thanks for once again tuning in to this episode of Sake on Air, the world's very first podcast dedicated entirely to expanding the dialogue around Japan's iconic beverages of sake and shochu. My name is Justin Potts, one of your many regular hosts here on the show, and this week we are continuing our sake vocabulary mini-series here with another special guest joining us uh, to share with us his perspective on an important piece of sake vocab and this week i am joined by mr jim ryan jim is the author of the recently released discover yamaguchi sake book that is available now and that i highly recommend everyone goes out and uh snatches up a copy uh, so that uh, we support uh, work such as these uh, he's a freelance translator and writer who has been working in the world of sake for quite some time and a longtime resident of Japan and Yamaguchi specifically. Um, and I am thrilled to have him here to share a bit of his insight and knowledge here on the show. So, Jim, hey, Justin, how are you doing, thanks, sir? Thanks for having me. I'm doing all right. Good. I'm enjoying my coffee in this cold Japan, cold Japan morning. Yeah, so, it sounds like it's been cold over there as of late. It's, yeah, it's kind of it's the word on the snowing. street. Still snowing so, there. Okay. I'm, we're getting fooled into whether or not it's actually going to be spring in the near future. I'm, I've, I've been deceived before, so I'm not believing it yet. So we'll see. Um, this week, you know, you, you know the routine. You know kind of mm -hmm. what we're getting into. I asked you to select a word that uh, is thrown around a lot in the sake vernacular, but doesn't often get maybe addressed uh, in to the degree that it ought to be, or just there's often a lot of just sort of assumptions as to what it is, um, but maybe deserves, you know, a quick revisiting. Um, and sure. so, Jim, what word did you select for us today? I chose the term aruten. Aruten. That's a good aruten. word. Thank you. That is a good word, <laughs> and it's a it's an important one, and it's a uh, heated one at times. Right, it's, it, it comes like with a, with a lot of baggage right. um, of all kinds. So it's a good 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 baggage as well, um, but it's uh, it's often uh, it, it it can be divisive uh, mm -hmm. uh, at times, and so I'm glad that you were um, brave enough to to bring this one to the table. <laughs> um, Aruten, real quick. What right. is Aruten? Aruten is short for Arukorutenka, which literally just means alcohol added. Uh, it refers to sake that has what we call brewer's alcohol, which is basically a highly refined distilled alcohol added during the brewing process uh, to sake. And uh, the reasons behind that are, I think, where some of that baggage comes from. Should, should I just dive in? Should I just go for it? Sure. Justin? So we, we know right. what it is. It is. It is. It, it is, is alcohol yeah. that is added to. It is this alcohol that is added to sake. So that right. tells us that 
this sort of alcohol that you describe is occasionally added to sake. So why would why why would this be exactly what what is the context in which this thing actually lives? So there are essentially uh, two big uh, overlapping elements to this, right? So there is alcohol that is added uh, at the uh, sort of late, late stages of the brewing process to increase yields, uh, particularly for uh, cheaper sake that we call futsushu. It's the you know the the, the table wine of sake, as you might call it. Um, and uh, sake at that level, you can add things to it up to 50% of the original weight of the rice uh, used to brew a batch of sake. And the things that you can add include, of course, like I just mentioned, uh, brewer's alcohol. You can also add sugars, uh, amino acids, uh, flavoring acids. Uh, and then there is also the what, what you might consider the honjozo school of uh Aruten, which is alcohol that is added to the, the sort of a, what you might call premium sake, like ginjo class sake, uh, which has a, an effect of bringing out aromatic elements and uh, it is sort of balances or adjusts for some of those heavier amino acid flavors that you get in junmai sake. So it, it, it is used to boost yields at one level of sake brewing, and it is used to uh, lighten and um, lighten flavors and bring out aromas at another level of sake brewing. Sure. So it's and and that's I guess that's part of what makes it confusing, right? Is because mm -hmm. one sort of almost, I mean, increasing yield is something that happens in every <laughs> whether you're right. making wine, whether you're making beer, whatever. Everybody's trying to figure out how do you increase your yield. So in and of itself isn't necessarily an, an evil practice, you know, um, but it doesn't, it just doesn't always come along with a, just a, it isn't always associated in a, in a, in a positive manner. And so, yeah. and because so much sake for so long had been brewed in that fashion, you've got, you know, it's sort of just, it's developed that somewhat negative connotation right. in, in relationship to that. But then you've got the other side, whereas it's, the justification for it is we're making this thing delicious. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think, you know, this, the stigma attached, uh, it's connected to this sort of post-war or during war. I don't know what the word yeah. for that is uh, practice of what they call sanzoshu or tripled sake, where you, you, you dump a whole lot of alcohol in there. And then you have to, obviously, if you dump too much alcohol in there, it no longer tastes like sake. You have to add all these other different flavorings. And uh, it, it resulted in a product that probably wasn't all that great in terms of uh, the way it reacted with your body and stuff. And then uh, that that is no longer legally allowed to triple sake. Now it's, you can only double it. But even then, even for the, the cheaper futsushu, there are lots and lots of those which do not add so much. Um, yeah alcohol and and don't add any of the other flavorings and stuff because of that um and and i think that that's a perfectly valid and acceptable and in fact delicious way of, of making sake i like i like a lot of futsushu that is made with with a bit of aruten um you know so the stigma is i think there's an understandable stigma related to that you know even today what they call nizoshu doubled sake Mm -hmm. still exists and it's often labeled as something like uh kasen in, in futsushu and i, I it's not great yeah. <laughs> so i understand that you know it, it, but at the same time uh i think there's nothing wrong with 
creating a reasonably priced accessible product through some of these acceptable sort of the traditions you know auto 10 is not a particularly uh, uh, unusual practice in the industry as a whole there are roots going back to the edo period for adding distilled alcohol to sake brew to sake brewing and i don't know that there's anything wrong with that um, and as far as, you know, the, the upper level stuff, the premium stuff, a lot of the, the Daiginjo that gets submitted to contests is Aruten. Um, and in fact, nowadays, there are sake breweries who are using distilled alcohol made from rice in Japan. So even sort of arguments about, you know, provenance and, and traceability are not as relevant as they used to be. Sure, sure. And I think that's that's the part that I think gets left out of the conversation a lot too, right? Is that they it's often just associated with here's this thing that's making this lower grade not enjoyable product. Whereas for actually for a lot of folks, the the issue that they have with it is that it's basically coming from this mystery source that is it that is not traceable that mm -hmm. we don't you know kind of know what impact is that have having it is it source where does it come from what is it you know um but out of 10 in and of itself isn't doesn't inherently necessarily have to be tied to that or those sources right there it's it's all it's saying yeah. is that you're adding this sort of alcohol whereas there's means of creating that domestically and using that in a in a, in a really thoughtful and manner to create something really really delicious right yeah and i think you know a lot of times when people are talking about like oh we don't know where the alcohol is coming from well you don't know where the lactic acid's coming from or you don't like there sure. are other elements that you can make that same argument about and um you know this so is the ideology of it is everyone's got their own approach to what they put in their bodies and they have yeah. their own ideas about that and, and you know obviously you know everyone is free to make that choice uh just sort of the blanket statement about you know autotin is bad i think there's there's got to be some more nuance to it than that uh, yeah yeah absolutely absolutely no that's great i'm really glad you brought that up because i think if if nothing else at least it you know, it it puts the conversation out on the table and gives people context for being able to go oh this this is something that you know, maybe is worth, you know, exploring and sort of taking that on its own terms, not just as Aruten, but even on a, on a case by case basis as well. Oh, right. wow, this is something that is clearly very thoughtfully crafted and, and delicious. And, you know, if you take it and take that approach, you'll probably have some some pretty pleasant discoveries out there. Yeah, there's a lot of delicious Aruten sake. It just yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but if I, if you know, there are a lot of individuals out there who are, for lack of a better word, we'll call it Junmite purists or say, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. go in that direction. And again, nothing wrong with that whatsoever. That is a choice that, that some people make. Choice, and yeah, yep, absolutely. But if you were to recommend to someone, say a Futsushu, a Honjozo or a, and or a Ginjo, are there any particular ones that come to mind that make you, that you just kind of go, so this is one that's just a, a go-to, just kind of knock it out of the park. I'd recommend anybody irrespective of what it is you like to, to give the sake a try. I think anybody who's familiar with me is going to already be able to answer this question. But the first the first one that comes to mind is, is the Gokyo Futsushu. Uh, it is uh, 
it, it is not an izoshu, right? It, it has added alcohol, but it doesn't have any of the added sugars. And it's just a, a, a really, really solid any day drinker. And then the other end of that is going to be Gokyo's Saito no Shizuku Daiginjo. It is in a blue bottle and it is uh, it is an Aruten Daiginjo made from Yamaguchi Prefecture's original sake brewing rice, Saito no Shizuku. And it's just a delight. It's it's elegant and refined, and and it, my my good friend Andy Russell says it's just melon juice. Is what yeah. he calls it. <laughs> so not 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 the green mystery soda, but like no right melon yeah, juice. Like, <laughs> like it, tastes, it tastes like cantaloupes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Very good. So. Very good. Nice, nice, nice. Like I said, and and Gokyo's it's out in the world. You can you can find it's out it in the if world. you try yeah. if you if you try and go track it down. So it shouldn't be too hard. Very good, and it's a good representation of of Yamaguchi, which is which is on brand here. It's my thing. That's my brand. That's right. Very good. Very good. Very good. Excellent, Jim. Thank you so much for checking in with us and and sharing that insight. Thank you for having me, Justin. Oh, uh, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And that's it for this latest episode in this Sake Vocab mini series here at Sake on Air. If you have any questions, thoughts, feelings, you can go ahead and share those with us at, at Sake on Air on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we've got a presence on YouTube if you want to go back and check out some old videos uh, from some random recordings as well as the Sake Future Summit. You can do that there. And you can send us your questions at questions at sakeonair.com. That'll do it for this week. We will be back with more Sake on Air here very soon. And we will be doing that with the fantastic support of the Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association. The show is a production by Pasuke Productions with editing work by Mr. Frank Walter. We'll see you again here in just a couple weeks. Until then, kanpai.